Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Um, We're in November. It's uh, the 1st of November today. The year has, I don't know where it's gone, (laughs) has has slipped by and... um, I don't know whether November and kind of autumn is traditionally the season for reflecting, but I feel in a very reflective mood from the episode that we had last week, from today's conversation, and I guess just generally where I am in my life. And um, one of the things that I've been thinking about, which I'm going to share with you, um, is about balance. And it's something I've um, I've delivered workshops on finding balance, and um, we always try and have a bit well, probably not a balanced view on the podcast, but not to be prescriptive, to be about, you know, figuring out what's best for yourself and sharing ideas and that kind of view rather than having sort of absolutes. But in terms of balance, I think sometimes it can be really easy to get out of sync a little bit, to get really focused in in some areas and neglect other areas. And I am definitely one for this. <laughs> it's a bit of a conversation we had in the takeover episode a couple of um, episodes ago when Jess Uh, joined us as the host uh, first time having a guest host and we will bring another one of those episodes uh, at some point in the future but I often get really focused in work in the things I love to do and my self-care can fall by the wayside my sleep can uh, taking care of my house in terms of laundry and housework and those kind of things which I'm not sure that anyone really finds them fun but those kind of things I can sort of get really into doing and and kind of slip out of that sort of being um and I can get very serious um, and very focused and so as we're sort of getting into um the festive period if you celebrate Christmas if you celebrate Hanukkah if you don't celebrate uh, either of those or anything but we're sort of in that period where it is everywhere and you know in the UK Chris- Christmas is uh, is everywhere in the shops um well it will be if it's it kind of already half is but there's some halloween stuff as well but that is probably going to be cleared out as of today because halloween was yesterday or today as i'm recording this so i've i've kind of been thinking about one of the topics actually that we we touch on today which i share a quote from alan watts who i love um amazing philosopher and author and about life is play and it's something i've spoken about before on here but as I said, sometimes I can slip into being really focused or, or being really stressed out about certain things and finances have uh, been one that we've talked about before, has been a little bit of a concern of mine uh, recently. So I can get out of sync basically. And as we're going into a new month and as the kind of Christmas things are starting to appear in the shops, I've really been thinking about joy. Um, and, you know, it's one of those words that comes out a lot at Christmas, doesn't it? And sometimes we don't talk about it the rest of the year, but really I've been thinking about making memories and joyful experiences and in enjoying those moments with people which I think last year was a, a funny old year with lockdowns and, and Christmas we're in lockdown so I couldn't really see family in the same way and to be honest this year I think we're still going to have a quiet Christmas me and my husband and our pup pup um but 
yeah, I've just been thinking about what are the small things I can do. It doesn't have to be expensive, doesn't have to be fancy, but to really make memories and, and enjoy living in the moment. And there's another Alan Watts quote, which I definitely have shared before, about you know, if we cannot even enjoy the present, if we can't make the most of it, then what is the point of planning for a future, uh, obsessing about that future, if we can't even enjoy it when we get there? because we can't enjoy the present moment. And so that's what's on my mind at the moment I wanted to share with you uh, in this sort of reflective period. Um, and in a second, I'll tell you about what today is about. And there's opportunities for more reflection if you feel uh, kind of called to to do that. But yeah, I guess this is just a moment to check in and think about where you are in that sort of being, doing kind of place, whether you are really enjoying the present or if you are stuck in the past or in the future, which they are familiar places I can get stuck in in my head quite a lot, but bringing it back into that present and enjoying life and finding joy um, doesn't mean all the stresses and things like that go away, but really, I guess, making a bit of a conscious effort to make the most out of life and, and enjoy things. So that's on my mind. I thought I'd share that with you. Um, before we dive into today, I want to say a massive thank you to Debbie who joined us last week, we were talking about grief, recovery and loss. And it's really interesting because there's a book that I mentioned last week, which actually is the recommendation that today's guest Gillian gives. So, ooh, spooky. Um, but also I was thinking about, uh, you know, in last week's episode and loss and grief and how we can have quite a narrow view of what loss is and what grief is. And that actually with every transition, there can be an element of loss. You know, we can change we can lose parts of ourselves through different things and actually sometimes we don't appreciate the loss and the grief that kind of comes with that and I think for last year and this year with lockdowns with missed opportunities things that we've not been able to do with restrictions some of us have maybe not really acknowledged the loss that happened in that period whether we have lost people and not really been able to kind of grieve them in the way that we we normally would whether we have lost parts of ourselves or lost experiences. And also, I think if anyone had like really loved the lockdown experience because actually it worked for them much better to be homeworking or learning from school, to then have lost that in a way as we kind of go back out into the world in whatever way we are. So I think it's, it's a really good thing to think about, about for yourself, the kind of loss uh, and grief from the last year or so. Um, and actually... You know, that idea of um, checking in with ourselves and, you know, re kind of rediscovering um, a stealing Gillian's thunder a little bit from today, but kind of, you know, who we are now after all of that. And so today's episode is a great conversation about lots of great stuff, routines, about authenticity, about being true to ourselves and that idea of really rediscovering who we are and, and coming back to ourselves, which is something uh, I think it definitely is a practice. And I think... Um, I'm realizing how many things are a practice in life that you know that we make progress and then things happen and we kind of slip up and then and then it's kind of refocusing and rediscovering and and I think maybe that is just a part of life that kind of constant cycle and evolution that we don't get to a place where we're like I'm all sorted now <laughs> everything is perfect I'm sleeping I'm eating awesomely and everything's great things don't stay like that and so it's constantly this process of rediscovering and um, reconnecting all of those kind of things which can sound really tiring and overwhelming but I think also it's 
like an annual cycle it's like seasons it's like um you know you can discover this amazing beauty when you kind of yeah refresh and reconnect it's a very re 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 um <laughs> episode and uh, thoughts before we dive in but yeah it's um a really really enjoyable conversation I have with Gillian I took a lot from it and I really hope you do as well before we dive in I just want to apologize for some slight um sound issues my end I've tried to sort of edit them out so if you're a regular listener I tend to have very set phrases that I use when I ask my set questions or those kind of things and some of them might sound a bit different because I've got a bit of lag my end so I've tried to clean it up as much as possible so it shouldn't be distracting but apologies a bit about that Jillian's audio is perfect this was completely my end that was an issue so apologies for that but um, I don't think it distracts too much from the conversation so I really hope you enjoy it and I'll be back super quickly at the end Hi everyone and I'm really happy to welcome today's guest Gillian to the podcast so welcome and if you could tell us a little bit about yourself that would be fab. Hi yeah I'm Gillian McMichael Um, I'm a master coach with the International Coach Federation I'm also a meditation a short presenter meditation Ayurveda teacher alongside being a Reiki healer so yeah so that's just a little bit about me I'm based in Edinburgh and I've been working as a professional coach for the last 20 years. Wow, super excited to, to chat. And my first question that's popped into my head, um, with the really interesting things that you do, being a master coach and then the Ayurveda and the Reiki, is that something that you blend together or are they quite distinct? Well, yeah, actually, I suppose what I've been doing over the last 10 years is using a lot of um, wellness tools and techniques into my coaching practice. So when I'm working with clients, I've noticed there's been a much bigger push on well-being over the last 10 years in particular. And so I try to weave in some concepts and some breathe, some pranayama, so some breathing. Um, we look at routines and, and the way that people are spending their lives um, as part of the coaching process. So, so I find that the both the Ayurveda and the meditation is it, it I suppose gives me the additional frame of reference to support a client if they need it in that way yeah awesome thank you yeah so interesting um different strands of of how people work and and you mentioned about uh, wellness techniques and um habits and and i know sort of healing rituals and how beneficial they can be as something you talk about i wonder if you could share a little bit about that and how we can kind of create those things in our lives yeah, of course. Um, so I suppose the, the, the real, I suppose in ancient times, and certainly from Eastern wisdom, you know, they, they do suggest that you have a ritual or known as a routine, I suppose, in the Western world, um, that every day there should be, you know, a particular time that you get out of bed when you wake up and you, you kind of rise um, into the day. But also equally, there's also should be a ritual as you close the day. So I suppose, you know, I, I, I have my own ritual and I don't know if this would be useful or not, but, but I find that, you know, if you get up, you meditate, you um, do your exercise, whether that's your yoga, Pilates, or you just get some fresh air and go for a walk or you do some more high octane exercise then, and then you would, you know, eat your breakfast by a particular time, you would eat your lunch by a particular time, dinner by a particular time, and then you would have an evening ritual, which could include exercise if that's what you wanted, further meditation, some mindfulness practices, some breathing practices. Um, and then you would get yourself in bed by around 10, 10.30 of an evening. Um, it's really important that we get a good 
at least eight hours sleep, if possible, um, every evening, because that's when our body gets the opportunity to renew itself and to heal itself overnight, getting rid of all of those toxins and all of the, the kind of the negative energy that we've absorbed in our body throughout the day. And so we do need to make sure that we're having a good rested sleep. And by doing that, we can find ourselves moving more into that, getting that balance right between the circadian rhythms of nature, but also within ourselves as well. Yeah, thank you for that. It's always a great reminder because sleep is the one area that I always often, I used to uh, really struggle with sleep as an insomniac and it's something that I still have to work on. And so it's always great when people mention it as a reminder because it just brings it front and centre of my mind. Of Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's interesting though because obviously there's lots of research out there now that suggests that insomnia actually is one of the um biggest uh, mental health challenges that we have in terms of our population uh, globally not just here within the UK as well and that sense of on an average only you know the average person is actually only getting three decent nights sleep out of seven which I think is quite quite a lot actually um to you know thinking that we, we're kind of we're, we're not having a good rest every night I think is sleep deprivation makes us you know feel tired we're lethargic it makes us eat poorly our tolerance levels are low you know it can can really kind of impact us in so many different ways yeah absolutely and it's I guess it's interesting actually because as my my mental health generally has got better my sleep has got better as well and there's maybe a bit of a chicken and egg situation there with them (laughs) yeah Um, maybe (laughs) yeah but you do usually find that as one's starting to improve the other will improve it has an automatic knock-on effect um and so I think that sense of and I think this is the thing with your well-being is it's not just one one thing fixes all it's accumulation of different things and trying different things that kind of work best for your mind body and your soul mm, yeah absolutely and mind body and soul um do you find that with, with you know people you work with or kind of what you see and hear that we can maybe neglect some of those areas and prioritize some of the others and maybe need a bit more of a, a balance of uh, how we're kind of living our life and what we're thinking about Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, the way that I look at it is that, you know, we should equally treat all of these three things, um, you know, all the same. So, we, you know, most of us, though, will spend a lot more time potentially on our body from, you know, we'll do the physical exercise or we'll try and diet. um, But we're not necessarily nurturing the soul or the mind at that point. And so I think if we can get the balance right between, you know, an equal balance between all three so that we're able to top up our tank in the right way, um, because those three things are so intrinsically linked, um, because all of those things also have an impact on how we feel emotionally about ourselves and how we show up in the world and how we experience the world. And so, again, yeah, I think if we can try and get the balance right, then that would be the ideal. Yeah, and, and you, you mentioned with body, the, the kind of the ones that we think about what we're fueling our body with, um, we do weight and sleep as well, all this sleep yes. you know, probably <laughs> across all of them. Um, if we're, you know, wanting to balance out mind and spirit a little bit, do you have any recommendations of things that we can be doing to nurture ourselves in those areas? Yeah, absolutely. A really simple thing is something that we do every day, which is breathing. Um, I'm a real big fan of, of, of conscious breathing just at particular points throughout the day and randomly, not doesn't have to be, you know, kind of scheduled in your diary. But most of us actually forget to breathe properly. And so many of us are in this constant state or flux of 
flight or fight um, that we only tend to shallow breathe. And I think one of the things that meditation um, and yoga, I suppose, has given me as a, on a personal perspective is a, has taught me how to breathe properly, i.e. allowing the breath to go all the way through the body in the way that it's meant to. But most of us, as I've said, do that shallow breathing. And I was certainly one of those people in my earlier years um, where I didn't breathe properly, which meant short of breath. Um, it would mean that there's a tension in my shoulders, in my neck, in my back, in my body. And all of that, again, would have an impact because I suppose when we, we don't breathe properly, we're, we're kind of creating um, blockages um, unbeknown to us, but blockages um, through i.e. the oxygen not moving all the way through the chakras and clearing in the in the way that they need to. So breathing can be done really simple. And I know that we are not in a ashram or, you know, in a retreat somewhere. We're just kind of living our lives normally. But even if you can just every now and again, just take a few deep breaths, inhale and exhale through the nose and do those long belly breaths, then that in itself, one can release any tension and anxiety but also can help just calm the nerves. You know, if you might have to have a difficult conversation or you might have to make a big decision, breathing can be a real kind of, um, I suppose it, it, it's it's the gift that you need that will help you get through your day. Um, so breathing is something sim simple that we can all do. But I also think, I mean, since COVID in particular, um, I've spent more time out in nature than I've ever done before in my life. And just being able to take five or 10 minutes walking around the block or just getting out into you know and doing a more kind of a more longer walk just being outside and and again just getting into nature the fresh air just listening and being a bit more mindful about what's going on around you can make a really big difference and all of these things are free it doesn't cost us a penny to do any of this yeah thank you for sharing this and and you know simple things that we can do we I mean I'm sure and I definitely do this at times have excuses of why you can't create that time or that space but having things that like you say are accessible I think is um, yeah it's fantastic yeah I think there's just something there about you know we you mentioned before about kind of that sense of fueling the body and, and I think we could you know fuel it with food and, and drink and all of the things that we do need because we need that because that's obviously gives us energy but we can get so much energy from other places as well and that's one of the other things that I was going to mention is perhaps looking at you know where where do you get your most energy from you know do you get your energy from people the people that you communicate with your family your friends your colleagues at work the things that you're doing in your work or your life um or you know are or are you being drained? And I think there's something there also about paying attention to what's giving me energy versus what's draining my energy and trying to make some kind of simple changes around that can make a big difference as well. Mm, yeah. And I guess that, that, you know, checking in with ourselves is something that we maybe don't do very often or at all. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it can be really important to kind of see where, where things are out. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to, to dive into um, a, a topic I know you talk about, and I'd love to hear more about, uh, which is self-betrayal um, and the impact of that. So I wonder if you could tell us what you mean when you talk about self-betrayal. Well, I think self-betrayal for me is, is when you're not, not giving yourself permission to show up as your true self, your authentic self. And I think as we get through, as we go through our lives, um, you know, due to, conditioning from our families, um, our values and belief systems that have been instilled within us, 
the community that we grow up in, I suppose also could be the fact that, you know, the the working environments and our social groups that we find ourselves in, sometimes we lose our golden thread. And I suppose that's that kind of true essence. And when we lose that golden thread, then we can sometimes find ourselves playing roles um, or kind of, you know, um, showing up kind of accordance to how others might want us to show up rather than our true selves. And I think, I think it's really difficult in life because we are so challenged by needing to belong, to fit in, um, to be accepted, to be liked. And I think when we when we lose ourselves in those roles or expectations of others or conditioning, then sometimes it's quite difficult to get back to your true self. And I suppose I feel part of my work, the work that I do with my clients, and I believe very much it's my purpose is to help people walk back home to their true selves. Um, so that they're not living a life in self-betrayal, not being their true selves or their, or their authentic self. I love that you said helping people walk back home to their true yeah. selves just sounds so beautiful. It's like so magical in that sense of, yeah, like coming home. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And I, th- I think the thing is that, and this is something that I learned in meditation when I first started to learn meditation, was that, you know, we we're already perfection which sounds a bit crazy and a bit kind of weird um but I was like no way I'm not perfect I'm not perfection by any stretch of the imagination but when you know when we're born we we are born with this sense of perfection and again because of our experiences in life we get jaded and you know all of those things experiences just happen to us and it makes us see ourselves and the world differently and I think what we've got really this sense of walking people back home coming home to their true selves is the fact is all we're doing is reacquainting ourselves with ourselves, the true self, the one that resides within. And I think, again, going back to your phrase before about we don't necessarily always pay attention or kind of give ourselves that opportunity. And I think for me, this is a lovely, I love working in this space with my clients and I've I've done it for myself over the years as well, but this sense of really befriending yourself, getting to like yourself, to accept yourself, dare I say, to love yourself. Um, These are the things that will bring you much more happiness, much more contentment and fulfillment in life because you're not looking for things outside of yourself. You're just already, it's already there. All we're doing is reacquainting ourselves with those aspects of who we are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is. Yeah, well, and and so I have a question in a moment of like, well, yeah, how 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 do we get to this amazing place of coming at home? But firstly, like, because betrayal is is a really strong word actually when you think about it, and I wonder if that was like purposefully uh, chosen because of the yeah the the kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. it it is, and it is quite a strong phrase actually, self betrayal. But I think I think for me, when I look so when I look back on my life, you know, I, I got. I got bullied when I was younger at school and had a whole range of different experiences that I suppose took me out of, I mean, I'm 49 now, so it's a long time ago, but, but still those, those scars that you have when you're younger, you carry into your adult life. And, and I would say it was only until I got into my late thirties, did I start to, you know, question like, who am I? And, you know, and what am I here for? I knew I was here to, to do quite meaningful work, but I just wasn't quite sure who I really was because of all the different roles and, 
and labels that I'd attached myself to or I'd allowed others to attach them to me. And, and it's very easy to say, oh, we all play a role because we, you know, we all do play roles. You know, I'm a mom, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, you know, I'm a wife, I'm all of these things. Um, but actually, do I need to play different parts when I'm in these engagements or these relationships with all these different aspects of my life? And the answer is no. But I know when I was a lot younger, I did betray that real sense of who I was. I pretended to be somebody else in my need to fit in because I got quite severely bullied at school. And that then does, like I said, you wear those scars and you off you go into adulthood thinking that you've all got it and mastered it when actually you realise then when you look back that, yeah, you still continue to play roles. And I think, I think it's quite difficult to peel yourself away from those roles um, and when you do, you can feel quite vulnerable. Um, but actually, you have to start learning to appreciate and accept yourself, accept yourself. And so it's okay to be you. And I think that's one of the learnings that can come out of this is when you allow yourself to be you and, and know who you are, then it gives you a whole different perspective on life. But I do think many of us, um, yeah, forget about who we are because of our need to fit in and belong I mean that that definitely resonates with me and I I was bullied at school and in the workplace as well and and definitely that's something I've you know struggled with myself um so then I guess the big question for me and everyone listening is okay so how how do we come back to ourselves (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) tell us yeah it's it's really um it's so, so I'll tell you what I did and what I help my clients do, and this might help for those that are listening, um, is I, you know, I asked myself, you know, um, what would being true to myself mean? And if I was true to myself, what would happen? And those two questions started to stimulate quite a lot of thought was my first thing. I then asked the question, which is a really big question, and it took me it took me a, lot, a long time to answer, which was, "Who am I?" And and I, I I did an exercise, and I do an exercise with my clients where I get them to, which might sound a bit crazy, but I get them to stand in front of a mirror, and ask themselves, "Who am I?" Twelve times, and each time they need to write down who that what what the answer is, and as you go through the whole process. Hopefully, usually what happens is at the end of the process is they come out with, they've got no more labels, they've got nothing else to say apart from I am me. And that is a really good starting exercise to peel away. So you can't start to lay, you know, get, get rid of all the labels um, and you start to get rid of all those roles that you play. And you come, you come down to that space of well, I am me and then you go, okay, well, well, who am I? And that's when you need to start to look at those questions about, well, what would being true to myself mean? And for me, when I asked those questions, it was things like, I wouldn't be afraid of what people thought of me. You know, um, I wouldn't be afraid of whether I would be liked anymore or not, those types of things. And, and, you know, and so every answer when, you know, when my clients answer those questions is very different because it's all very relevant and significant to themselves, but you do get a really good insight into yourself. And then after that, you need to reacquaint yourself with the things that bring you joy, your strengths, your unique, you know, your innate gifts and talents, the things that make you, you, your uniqueness and start to, let those things shine more from 
from you, I suppose, and so that other people can experience those instead. And and I think the other thing is, is it's, it sounds quite kind of all these different things coming in, but as you go through a journey of that, and it does take time, um, other things such as speaking your truth, saying how you feel, sharing that actually, you know, I don't really want to do that, or perhaps I would quite like to do this, it, you know, because I've noticed myself, and I don't know whether you've ever done this, but I know some of my clients have done is that I used to get asked a question like simple things like, what would you like, you know, what would you want for dinner? And I'd say, I don't know, what do you want? Or, you know, what do you want to go and see at the movies? I would say, oh, I'm not bothered, what do you want? And so there was all this kind of answering a question with a question, which isn't very helpful for those around you, and it can get, get very frustrating. But that was, that was the opportunity then to start ex- learning to express myself in terms of speaking my truth and, and I suppose saying what I wanted and what I needed also. Yeah, I, I've definitely done that. <laughs> I think it was... In, in that trying to, to fit in and wanting people to like you and all of that kind of stuff, I think for me, that really disconnecting from like, well, what do I actually like and what do I think? Because kind of thinking that maybe it didn't matter so much or, you know, having to be a certain way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so then even for simple things, you're like, oh, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what I like yeah. and who I am or yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things is once you start stripping away and peeling about maybe some of those layers that you have around you, um, it, is, it is really difficult because actually you don't know what you like. You don't know what you want to do. And 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 then you think, oh, gosh, actually, I've got this, I've got this big blank piece of paper here, this blank page, and I'm not quite sure now how to fill it. And I think in many ways that can be quite daunting, but it can also be quite exciting and liberating because it's your opportunity to try different things and to you know try on new experiences and 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 then you know decide well do, do I like this about you know do I like myself when I'm in this place do I like myself when I'm maybe being more creative or um you know listening to music more or going for a run or whatever it might be you know are these the aspects of myself that I like and then that can really start to help to build a picture as well around because because remember what what we liked back then or what we liked last month might not be necessarily what we what we like doing um right now and so I think there's something about always keeping a, a soft a soft focus on that checking in on and you know kind of really checking into that joy factor and where are you getting that sense of fulfillment and joy in your life yeah so yeah yeah I was thinking it's like um yeah rediscovering mm. who you are and I think something that I've found at times is that you know, wanting to get back to that person I was but yeah like when I was 16 that was a completely different person and so it's kind yeah. of going actually I'm not that person anymore so it's mm-hmm. kind of rediscovering stuff maybe from that time but also new things and being open to all of that um, absolutely yeah absolutely and it's interesting because I got asked I was I was doing some a piece of corporate work with a client last week and and in fact that came up because even after COVID now you know we're all coming out different you know we, we the experiences has changed us in some way shape or form and I think it's a good question just to ask generally in terms of okay so who am I now you know how am I you know how am I within myself what do I now like doing versus what I I used to like doing and, and just to kind of check in with all of that because we have evolved and we have changed and I think we do throughout our lives every day we're evolving and changing so that sense of rediscovery should I don't know I, I get quite excited about rediscovery so I think for me there's there's a, there's a playful element about rediscovery that can be really really fun and really enjoyable but equally really fulfilling in terms of the things that you learn about yourself along the way. Mm. It's interesting you said play there because I've just been reading um, 
an Alan Watts book. Mm. And he's saying that basically life is just play. Mm. And and I was like, yeah. (laughs) And then things that maybe, um, and this is still a new work in progress, but that things that maybe I would like overanalyze or get worried about going, it's just play. Just Mm -hmm. enjoy it. It's just play. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I would agree with that. I think. I think there's so much opportunity to explore. And I, you know, I, I think about this sometimes, you know, as, as a kid, you know, when I was, I don't know, five or six or whatever, you know, you would just play for the absolute fun of playing. You know, you would just be exploring. You'd be, I don't know what you'd be doing, but you'd be just in the moment with that. And I think as we get older, we lose that sense of being in the moment and that playfulness about ourselves. And I think for me, that was one of the things that was missing as well. I, I became very serious um, in, in everything I did. And, and when you start to get to know yourself through that rediscovery and realize that actually there is opportunity here to be playful, to be more joyful, to be more lighthearted. And, and, and that gives you, again, a whole sense, a, a whole different outlook, but it also gives you a sense of freedom. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, this is so interesting. And I could spend all night talking about this and, and ourselves. But um, I wonder if you've got a, a final thought of, of anything that can help us come back to, to that, uh, come back home to our authentic self that you'd like to share with us. Mm, very good question. Um, so the first thing is most probably is so is to give yourself just a little bit of quiet time and try, if possible, to just stop doing for a moment and just sit with yourself. Give yourself some time to reflect if you can, and don't be afraid to write down or to acknowledge what you what you want for yourself. And so I think that sense of coming back home to yourself is also about acknowledging what you want. And it's not selfish, it's part of self, it's part of self-care. And I think just give yourself permission to sit with yourself and to acknowledge what you want, what you like, and how you want to be in the world. And then if you can, have the confidence to take the first step by putting one of those things into action. Yeah, thank you so much. That's so powerful. Um, So Gillian, I've got some set questions that I ask everyone that comes on and I would love Mm -hmm. to hear your thoughts on these. Sure. yeah, and the first one, and this is a word I think kind of come up a couple of times. Um, the first question I ask everyone is, what brings you joy in your life? What brings me joy is a good old belly laugh. So I love laughing. Um, so usually spending time with my family, being a bit silly and just having a laugh and a joke in the moment. So that's what brings me the biggest joy. Um, but I also love... Um, music as well so if I'm for example feeling a bit flat uh, please don't judge me anybody who's listening to this um, but when the house is quiet I'll stick on my favorite tune and I'll dance around the living room and that also brings me joy and it shakes off any bad mood that I'm in and makes me feel so much better about myself and that's amazing I often have kitchen dance parties for myself. <laughs> uh, do you have like a go- what's the go-to song if you're feeling a bit flat Oh, you know, I really like the Candy Stanton, the, uh, the sauce song, You've Got the Love. Um, so I usually stick that on quite loud and have a dance around the kitchen or the living room. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, yes, I love it. I love a kitchen dance party um, mm. or, or other rooms as well. <laughs> so my, <laughs> my next question is sometimes similar, sometimes not. Um, and that is what makes life meaningful for you? 
doing the work that I do with my clients, I feel um, it really fills me up and it makes me also very humble as well at the same time in terms of that humility that I think the, the job that I have brings. So I think definitely having purposeful conversations with people. Um, yeah, that's that's the answer to that question. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Um, so the next two questions are around our overarching topic on the podcast, which is mental wellness, mental well-being. Um, the first one is, what does mental well-being mean to you? Stopping the chatter, that negative self-talk. Um, so, yeah, so trying if you can. Yeah, so so I think the kind of whole mental well-being piece for me is around trying to quiet that chatter, get rid of the critical companion and don't allow those your mind or your thoughts to manage you instead you learn to manage your mind and thoughts yeah amazing and then my follow-up um is always what you do for yourself to look after your mental well-being so how you manage that that <clears throat> yeah so I think going back to some of the things I said so I think I mean I meditate daily and um, I kick off my day with meditation and I will always do some physical exercise whether that's mindful movement through yoga or, or other things or I do some either running or kind of um, strength training or something like that. I, I kind of like to do those things. So I think for me, those are things that would be my normal go-to first thing in the morning. Um, but I do, as I said, I, I, I have a ritual. I light my candle before I go to bed. I have a sleep candle and I just kind of like that. And now before I get into the bedroom, but I suppose the other thing would be that my go-to would be to get a really good book get in the bath and just soak when I'm feeling that I need that topping up of my tank. Yes. <laughs> simple, yeah. simple things, but really good things that work for me. Yeah. Well, sounds amazing. Um, so yeah, my next question is um, sometimes a little bit of a challenge for people. Um, and that is how would you describe your own mindset? Work in progress. <laughs> um, so I think I think that's that's the that's the honest answer. Uh, a work in progress because you know we're human. We all have wobbles, and nobody's perfect, which is good because I don't want to be perfect. But I do feel that those wobbles are good. Um, but I also feel that that makes me a work in progress. So I think that's yeah, that's the that's the answer. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. So the next question is my favorite one to ask. Um, and that's if you have a top one to three tips. And I actually, I know we've already given people loads of advice mm -hmm. uh, already, but if you have a top one to three tips of things that people could try in their life. Yeah. So one, do something different. Do something different than you've done the day before. It might be just be walk a different route to work when we can get back in the workplace. It might be speak to somebody, you know, on the bus or something. I don't know, but do something different. Do something that different that you would normally do. Um, second thing would be believe in yourself. So always know that you have the answers inside. And I think that would be the biggest thing, both for that kind of mental and emotional well-being piece in particular. And then finally, I would say, oh gosh, finally, I would say if you can learn to meditate or to at least be more mindful about how you're spending your day and what you're doing throughout your day. So being, because I suppose really the answer is what, what mindfulness and meditation will give you is to shift from doing into being. Easier said than done, but if you can practice it, even if it's for five minutes or two minutes a day, it will make a big, big difference to your lives. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess that's why it's called a meditation practice, isn't it? It's not yes. <laughs> meditation perfect. Or, or exactly. <laughs> um, thank you so much for those. Um, and then um, I, uh, I love to read. I'm asking everyone that comes on if they have a recommendation for a book or a TED talk that's been really impactful. Oh, good question. So a TED talk, um, and I, I'm, I'm going to most probably say that I'm really bad at that. Um, I would say that the last one that I saw that I really liked was the um, Elizabeth Gilbert one on creativity, which was really great, actually, it was really interesting. And just a whole different perspective again, how we draw out creativity within ourselves. So that's the, late, that's the last one that I watched, the TED talk. In terms of books, I would say recently I have read, if anybody's heard of The Choice by Edith Edgar. Um, She is um, a psychologist um, based in the US and um, she was, she basically was um, from Poland and she had to spend some time in concentration camps when she was a young girl and she documents her story. It's basically, it's a memoir, but it's a, it's kind of a teaching memoir because there's loads of great tips and tools on how to overcome struggles and obstacles in life. So I thought those two were quite meaningful. Yeah. And I I've read that book and it's amazing. Mm. And I've, I've meant <laughs> you mentioned that before. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had not read this book. <laughs> Um, so I'd absolutely second that. Thank you so much uh, for those. And I actually have not listened to the um, the Elizabeth Gilbert uh, TED talk. So thank you for that recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a new question. Um, and so it's a challenge because it's just one thing, um, which is maybe hard to commit to. But uh, if there was one thing that you think would change the world for the better, what would it be? Be human. Yeah, simple. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's a difficult one, isn't it? The other one would be kind, be humankind, if that makes any sense. But yes, it'd be kind to humans. But I think, yeah, that would be it to be human. Yeah. I think we, we forget, I think, I think we've forgotten sometimes how to be human with each other and to, to be kind in that humankind. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, Gillian, that brings me to my final question, which is where people can connect with you if they're interested in working with you. Where can they work? Yeah. Sure, absolutely. So you can find me on my uh, website, which is www.fullcircleglobal.com. Alternatively, you can follow me on Instagram at .the.mastercoach. Um, yeah, so those are the two places you'll normally find me hanging out, either on my website. Um, but I also, yeah, have a look at the website, but also follow us on Instagram if you want some top tips or to learn some new things about what we've been talking about today. Yeah, awesome. And we will absolutely link in the show notes and when the episode is out, tag you in social media so people can find you nice and easily from there as well. That's lovely. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Gillian, for joining us. I really loved speaking to you today. I'm definitely going to think about my sleep firstly, but I, I'm I'm going to reflect, um, you know, what you, what you were saying about that kind of who am I piece. Um, you know, that's definitely something that I think I'm going to to think about so thank you so so much for um sharing your wisdom with us today thank you hannah it's been lovely talking to you thanks so much yeah you're welcome so a huge thank you to jillian for joining us and i know i sort of already gave a couple of reflection things at the beginning but i think my takeaways from this that i'm just going to kind of reiterate and, and maybe ones that you want to think about thinking about that body mind soul sort of um split if that's the right word but thinking about how kind of balanced you are in those are you thinking about nurturing those areas of yourself 
or you may be focused more in one of those areas um, than than others and sort of readdressing that. Um, the breath, I uh, always love talking about the breath and it's something that maybe you listen to it and think, yes, absolutely, totally on board with that. Um, and that idea of that sort of more holistic approach for anyone who is a skeptic, I'm not going to geek out too much on the science, but uh, just to say there is a lot of research about the the benefits of the breath and how it really gets us super quickly into that parasympathetic nervous system, which is that sort of rest and digest state, which is sort of the opposite of that fight, flight, freeze response. So yeah, science, Woo. Um, <laughs> because I think that's something that I like to sort of bridge those. There are lots of holistic things and things that we might class as a bit woo-woo for want of a better phrase. Um, and some of those I am like, yeah, yeah, I can kind of, I'm on board with this. Or, and sometimes I'm like, hmm, this is a bit out of my comfort zone, my knowledge. I'm a skeptic. I don't know. And I find it really interesting to have all those conversations. Um, so I sort of like to have that side and the sort of sciencey side. But breath is one of those things that there is that scientific base. Um, if that is something that's really important to you and if you sort of want to hear that. But anyway, that was a thought. Um, and then the last one is, yeah, about that idea of checking in with ourselves who are we now who are you in this moment um, and rediscovering yourself because as I said right at the start it can be easy I think to be um to be swept away um a little bit with what other people are talking about what other people are thinking the shoulds the expectations that shiny object syndrome where everyone is talking about great things and you get really excited about other ideas and sort of lose touch a little bit with the things that are really important to you or true for you or your own strengths and all of that kind of stuff and to give a little example I guess I am in some networking groups and thinking about you know with my business with Psyche what are we about what are we doing what are the things I'm passionate about and sometimes I'll talk to people or see people in certain areas and think oh maybe maybe that's the thing I could do and it's not that I can't do those things but sometimes there are things that they are not the things that light me up and excite me and actually, I've, I've started um, a little bit of uh, kind of, I was going to say freelance work, but it's not really. It's sort of like part-time temporary sort of bankroll uh, in the mental health area, which is fab. It's brand new. But, you know, you have those natural conversations with people about your background and things you're interested in. And through those conversations, it's really sort of shown me myself anew in a way. And I've sort of been having the conversation and then kind of gone, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is the thing. You know, this is my thing. This is this is me, this is who I am, you know, and that rediscovery. So sometimes we can lose track of stuff and we can have that moment where we just see ourselves so clearly and go, yeah, this is it, this is what I'm supposed to be doing or this is who I am or what I love or what I really enjoy. And sometimes we need a new situation or a pause or something to really um, give us that, that push maybe to see it for ourselves because we maybe don't take that time to reflect. Um, and so... That's something I'm going to sort of leave you with to maybe think about checking in with yourself. Who are you now? What are the things that you love, that excite you, that you enjoy, your strengths, all of that stuff and, and really rediscovering yourself and, and using those um, strategies we, we talked about in this episode. Um, and for anyone who's interested, um, mental well-being, mental health, neurodiversity, they are my, my big things and child and adolescent mental health. So things that I do talk about on here um 
but sometimes maybe not as much because we're more broad mental well-being because everyone has a mental world and I think could uh, benefit from thinking a little bit about their mental well-being and looking after ourselves so I guess I'm in that sort of mind space although if you are a regular listener you'll know we cover all kinds of topics and mind body soul or spirit or whatever you want to use to refer to that sort of third aspect they're all connected actually which is why we sort of delve into all of those areas but that's it that's um my thoughts Jillian's thoughts on this topic um and hopefully you have got something that you are taking away to reflect on and to think about from this episode and I also hope that you have really enjoyed it and I really appreciate you for tuning in for listening for spending time with us today for supporting the show um, and if you have enjoyed it, it would be awesome if you could give it a five-star rating and review on Apple or wherever you listen to your episodes um, and to share it with someone who you think would also enjoy the show and enjoy the episodes. Uh, the last thing I'm going to mention is uh, my Facebook group that I have. Uh, so it's called the Happy Healthy Parent Club. It is for parents of probably school-aged children and above, but any parent really. Um, and it is about helping you to be happy, healthy, fulfilled, um, supported with that sense of community um, so that you can be the awesome person and the awesome parent that you want to be. So we'd love to welcome you into that group. So Happy Healthy Parent Club on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. That's enough sort of <laughs> ways to connect. But yeah, if you do, I say that I'm about to give you another option, <laughs> another option. But if you have suggestions of topics you would like us to to explore questions you want to hear our perspectives on any of that then please do get in touch with us we are at psyche coaching p-s-y-k-h-e coaching on facebook and instagram and twitter uh, or you can email me directly hannah it's a palindrome so h-a-n-n-a-h-s for sugar at psyche.co.uk and i would love to hear from you and that is it that is everything <laughs> for today um i hope your november starts off uh, awesomely whatever you're up to if you're in the UK and you're going to be seeing fireworks or bonfire or whatever this week um, enjoying it and um, taking those moments and, and finding that joy for yourself in the present and I'm not going to sort of spiral into loads of the stuff we talked about but just um, yeah have a good week and as always take care of yourself be kind to yourself and I will speak to you soon, hopefully next week. Bye for now.